four, three, two, one. Well, we've made it to hour 10, author hour of the fourth annual Horse Radio Network 12 hour live holiday radiothon by Weatherbeta. With additional support provided by State Line Tack, Gene Abernethy, Lisa Wysocki, and Benefab. I am Glenda Geek, and with me in the studio, still, she hasn't quit yet, is Dr. Wendy Ying, and we are your MCs for the next couple of hours. And we're back. We're an hour ten. Three more hours to go. Wendy of the Holiday Radiothon. Wendy is not there. She died. Uh, she fell asleep. Oh, sorry. I keep I keep telling myself I, I'm so funny when I'm on mute, and then I realize you're not laughing. And I think, oh, is my joke not funny? And then I'm like, no, I'm on mute. <laughs> Everybody's the funniest when they're on mute. mute yeah, Everybody. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Waisaki is with us, of course, best-selling author and a fill-in co-host on Horses in the Morning. Hi, Lisa. Hi. I'm so glad I finally get to join the party. Yes. Uh, have you been listening in on and off all day? Off and on all day. Yeah, yeah. It's been going great. Lisa has the distinction of being one of the only authors that has been smart enough in the history of time to include Horses in the Morning in her books. Yes, yes. And all the cat write and, and write mysteries, except for the first one. Um, Horses in the Morning Crew makes an appearance. And actually, the fifth one, which will be out, actually not for a year or so. But Jamie and Zeus are making a huge appearance. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's gonna be very exciting. Very exciting. Is yeah, Zeus the, I, it's always a murder. Is Zeus the murderer? Is Zeus going to kill can't somebody? Say. I just can't say, you know, um, you know, we'll I just think have it's to just wait gonna, I think it's going to um, just showcase their on and off toxic relationship. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is, this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. I will say that, that Jamie and Zeus stumble over a dead body out on the trail. Oh, there you go. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. That should be yeah. good. <laughs> It'll then, be fun. And then it's it's Zeus fun. escapes and runs away. <laughs> she never sees him again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are here, and we are in Hour 10. It's author hour, and Lisa has been doing this since day one, right? All four years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah total fun. And you have, tell us just a, a real quick, give us a preview of the authors you have coming on today. You have some best-selling authors. Oh, I do. I'm so excited. So Karen Robards, who Newsweek proclaimed her as one of the most popular voices in women's fiction. Uh, she's one of the best-selling authors in the whole world. She combines mystery and suspense and thriller. She's awesome. And then Kelly Oliver, who has a new series out called uh, the Jessica James Cowgirl Philosopher Series. And she's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Of course, we have three hours left, and you can still enter to win. There's some phone lines open right now. You don't have to be on the air to enter to win the prizes that are left. We probably still have $2,500 in prizes left, including the grand prizes. So give us a call at 435-272-1997, 435-272-1997, if you haven't registered to win yet. What do you got to lose? You just talk to Jennifer. Uh, yeah. And the recorded versions are going out all day on... Uh, uh, the Horses in the Morning podcast feed, as well as HolidayRadiothon.com on the homepage. You scroll down and you'll see the players. Jemmy's doing a good job of keeping them up all day and keeping them going out. She's over there doing her job. Thank you so much to Jemmy. Jemmy is also the one that put all the voicemail packages together, which was a lot of work. There were 110 wow. voicemails. So, That's impressive. Yeah, so it took a lot of time to do that. 
Well, Lisa, you have a lot of horses. Tell everybody a little bit about the organization you run. Yeah, so Colby's Army is a therapeutic riding and life learning center in Ashland City, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. And uh, we have four award-winning therapy horses. And, um, you know, we, we work with people who have physical, cognitive, and emotional life challenges and making a difference every single day. Um, one of our horses, Tessie, was the PATH Region 5 Equine of the Year last year. She is a uh, red mare, uh, one of the strongest herd leaders I have ever worked with in my entire course career and um, she's been thinking about you know what she wants for Christmas and what she wants for the new year oh cool she she has been thinking about it what is it well she has decided that uh, she has to look cuter so that more people will pet her Uh, that's, that's, she's a, she's a, see, see, she doesn't really like ugly people. or what? <laughs> well, no, she's actually pretty cute. Uh, unless she's being evil to the other horses, she does that really well too, but she can stand there and look really cute, but she's going to do more of that because she really likes to be petted. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. We all do. <laughs> yes. Don't we all? Yes. We all like to be petted. Wendy, yeah. what's what's uh, what's your what's your prizes for this hour? What you got? Oh, we have great prizes this hour. We have over one hundred fifty dollars in prizes that we're going to give away this hour uh, from Gene Abernathy, Lisa Wysocki, Benefab, and Stateline Tack. Drink up, uh. people! <laughs> Plus, at the end of the twelve hours, we have two grand prizes: the five hundred dollar prize pack from Weatherbeta and from WinTech. Your choice of any WinTech saddle. So wow. you're giving away a complete set of the Cat and Right Equestrian Mysteries that you wrote, and that yeah. include us. You know. they, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all four books. Uh, they'll be signed to whoever you know, whoever wins them. I'll sign them to whoever they want them to sign if they want to give them away for presents or you know keep them or or whatever. And um, I'll get them in the mail, and and everybody can enjoy them. Very good. And of yeah. course, as I said, you can give us a call. The phone number is 435-272-1997. If you call right now, you'll be registered to win by the end of the hour for the four prizes we're giving away this hour. All right. Now, uh, let's introduce your first guest. We pre-recorded this because she's very busy. We did. She's pretty busy. Yes. Lady, she's yes. like a best top-selling author. So tell us a little more about Karen Robards. Well, it was such an honor uh, to talk with Karen because, get this, she's a New York Times, USA Today, and Publishers Weekly best-selling author. She's the author of more than 50 books and has won multiple awards throughout her career. She was described by the Daily Mail as one of the most reliable thriller writers in the world. Plus, she's a really cool horse person. And I thoroughly enjoyed joining you for this interview. Let's take a yes. listen uh, to Karen Robards. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lisa? Good. Now, you're in Louisville, correct? Yes. Just right now, I'm here for the holidays. We we live now in San Juan, Puerto Rico most of the year, but we've come back for the uh, Thanksgiving holidays. Oh, that's great. That's so you, I know you've split your time for a while now between Louisville and Puerto Rico. Are there any differences in the uh, holiday traditions between the two places? Actually, believe it or not, Puerto Rico loves their holidays. If there's Labor Day, they will celebrate for a week. Really? Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> is a six-month holiday. An <laughs> excuse for a party. Christmas up in September. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes on and on. It's really, it's really fun. 
Really? Wow, you should be in in Puerto Rico for Thanksgiving. (laughs) I have three sons here. Oh, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Oh, and they roast whole pigs. They roast whole pigs like outdoors over pits. Pork is a big thing there. And all the neighbors just come over and and it's a big thing. They really celebrate. (laughs) Wow. Wow. We need to do more of that. I think we've kind of gotten kind of stayed and just kind of, you know, just accepting of our holidays. They're not a big thing anymore, you know. Well, they are but, over there. They're, they're yeah. big. That's good. That's good. Well, it's it's such an honor uh, for me to talk to you, Karen. Um, you and I were on a panel at the Southern Festival of Books uh, a month or so ago and got to know each other a yes. little bit. And, and um, I heard this most amazing story that you told about a cat and a storm. <laughs> yes. My cat the muse. Yes. Tell um, us about tell us about this this whole story cuz it's pretty amazing. Well, I was in Puerto Rico by myself except for the muse. The muse goes with me wherever I go. We're connected. He and that's your cat my sons. That's, that's my cat's, cat's name, right? Your cat's yes, name is the, the muse. Got it. Yep. <laughs> the muse. Only he's yep. M E W S. The muse. <laughs> so he's Got on it. my Facebook page every Saturday. He's very wise. Anyway, so he <laughs> and I were in Puerto Rico in our condo, and this hurricane was supposed to be coming in, and the electricity went out. Everything went out, and they were sending cars through the streets with big loudspeakers saying, evacuate, evacuate, you must evacuate, because we were in the uh, tsunami zone, and they were afraid of storm surge. So I, of course, wanted to evacuate, but you have to have a place to evacuate, too. And everybody on the island was evacuating from the coast, right? Right. So I called around for hotels to evacuate, too. And it was fine. There were a few rooms left, but they wouldn't take a pet. They wouldn't take my cat. So here were my choices. I could go off and leave my cat to the mercy of the storm and the the storm surge. Right. Or I could take the cat. So I took Muse and I put him in my little red suitcase, my roll-on suitcase, (laughs) and we got in the car and we drove inland up a mountain to a hotel that would take us. And the funny thing about Puerto Rico is they have signs. I used to think it was the funniest thing ever. I thought it was some sort of joke saying, beware of co- beware of falling coconuts. You'll see these signs all over the place. They're oh, not no. kidding. Coconuts oh, no. fall. <laughs> they do. It's like bombs coming out of the sky. Right. So we're driving through this driving wind and rain. Coconuts exploding all around us as they hit the, the oh, street. Oh, we no. We get to the hotel. And, you know, we have, like, one of the last rooms, so Muse is in the little red suitcase, and we go inside it. And, of course, the front desk, there's no going past the front desk. you got to go to the front desk. you got to register. So I've right. got the cat in the little red roll-on suitcase, and he's a very <laughs> good cat. So it just took one meow, and we're out in the storm. Right. So we registered, and, okay, he was quiet. And then the bellhop came and said, oh, ma'am, let me carry your suitcase upstairs because they put us on the fourth floor in case of <laughs> oh, storm no. surge. Well, I could not say, please do, because I was afraid the cat was going to meow. And then there we go. So I had to carry my suitcase up four flights of stairs with Muse in it. And finally got up to the room. Never so glad to see anything in my life. Got in there, locked the door, and didn't come out for three days, basically. Because, you know, (laughs) couldn't leave the cat in the room for fear the maid would come in. But we rode the, it turned out to be just a tropical storm, but we rode it out on that hotel room. (laughs) And we had a good time. I finished a book in there. 
Oh, <laughs> it was productive so then. Question, yes. So my yes, question it was very is, productive. Did you did you bring a letterbox with you, or what did you do? Oh yes, I. Did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that was so funny. Okay, because I thought of this beforehand, because you know. So I folded this cardboard box up, and I put some litter in there, and I had his cat food in there, and I had his dishes, and he's in the suitcase with all these things. <laughs> but yes, I set him up in the closet with his litter oh. box everything in case I had to slam him in the closet real quick in case somebody came to the door. But no, we were good. <laughs> oh, that is such a great story. I just love love hearing that. And um, I you know, in addition, him. I love him. Oh, no. No, and I think all of our listeners would have done the same thing. They would have, you know, taken their cats and their dogs and their horses out of the storm, too. So, you know, uh, yeah. you did the right thing. Yeah. No, and, you know. Oh, well, that, before we get off of hurricanes, were you there during Maria then? We had we had left right before Maria. We were selling our house back here in the States, and we, we came home to sell the house. Nobody expected Maria, you know. Right. There had just been a hurricane previously that totally missed Puerto Rico. Yeah. Nobody expected Maria to hit Puerto Rico. Nobody was prepared. But no, we happened not to be there. And it's a good thing because, I mean, the place got destroyed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. It's still recovering, I think, you know, in in many areas. It's not, it's going to take years to get back to what it was. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, beautiful island. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. Karen, in addition to, to cats, you also have horses and have had horses most of your life. And of course, being from Louisville, it's hard to not get involved in horses. And uh, some of your, your books that are, are romance and um, thriller and mystery and suspense and all of that are actually horse books as well. Yes. Uh, I have Hunter's Moon. I loved Hunter's Moon. It's set in Versailles, which is a funny, funny story. My editor came down while I was writing that book and she wanted to go to Versailles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Keeneland> racetrack. <laughs> right. I, it took me forever to, to convince her. Really? It's pronounced Versailles. She thought I was punching her, <laughs> but no, it's Versailles. But anyway, yes. one set in Versailles, um, they're at Keeneland. I don't know. You're familiar with Keeneland. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. All yeah, the listeners are to too. Yeah. All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Gladys, Glenn spent, Quite a few years in Lexington. Yeah, I lived about four miles oh, really? from Kingland. Yep. Uh, oh, I lived there for what about five years. I went to University of Kentucky. Yeah, we loved going to Keeneland, especially in the mornings for breakfast. We'd do the breakfast. Yeah, we did yeah. too. Yeah, we used to go quite a bit. Awesome. One of the most but beautiful anyway, tracks in America book. is Keeneland. By it far. is. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful, it is. and it's very elegant. And it's very laid back. Yeah. Uh, and another book of yours, Louisville Horses. I loved that one too. Um, Is what? Oh, the 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 fact that you know you've you've got the Louisville horses in a lot of your books. I love that. Oh, I do, I do. Yeah. Well, I, love I that. try not to be the Kentucky or Louisville author, but it's such a good setting. Actually, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, was in Walking After Midnight, and they are such exotic settings to a lot of people that they yeah. make a really good background for books. They do. They do. My second mystery was set in Murfreesboro and it's really? it's a great setting. Yeah, the Magnum equation. It was it's really just a great setting um for for books. And and I like that, you know, your your 
you split because some of your books are set in you know bigger cities and some in smaller towns and just the research that you have to do um, it, it's it rings true every time every book I read so that's really refreshing. Well, I really try. The funny thing about it is the last book I wrote, I just finished, it's The Fifth Doctrine, and yeah. it's a Bianca St. Ives book, and she is, she's sort of like Jason Bourne, only a female. Right. Anyway, she is in North Korea, and she got taken to North Korea. She has to escape from one of their prison camps. I can now <laughs> escape from a prison camp and get out of North Korea all by myself. <laughs> 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 which, which tells you the kind of research you have to do. <laughs> and you have to do, what I find fascinating for both of you is you have to do that kind of research over this, what might end up being less than a page in the book. Yes, yeah. everything that, that the characters know how to do, I have to know how to do. Which yes. really, you know, you learn a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Some of my characters know how to do a lot of things. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And so you also had a pony that just recently passed away. And tell us a little Blaise. bit about Blaze. Yeah, tell us about him. I loved Blaze. He was, well, my oldest son is now 35. He just turned 35. Right. And when he started kindergarten, he was not quite five years old. We bought him a pony. And the pony was seven. Right. And I thought, you know, he, I always, I had horses always growing up. I had my own horse. You know, I loved riding. I used to ride with my friends and my cousins. I thought my son would like to. So I got him the pony, got him riding lessons, got him the whole bit. Well, he wasn't much on riding. So then I had two more sons, did the whole thing with them, riding lessons, poor boys. <laughs> and, you know, the whole thing. Well, boys aren't as into it, come to find right. out, as girls were. Right. So, but we had Blaze, and Blaze became like this giant dog. He he was with <laughs> us. He was forty when he passed wow. away. Wow! And I mean, he was with us that whole time. And after after my youngest, I mean, I just gave up. Nobody ever rode him. He was a pet. Sure. You know, he sure. wandered through the yard. We had he had a barn and a field, and we loved him. We loved him a wow. lot. He was a good pony. So, you know, one of the yeah. themes, the theme of this year's Radiothon is, you know, what would your horse's New Year's resolution be? So, if Blaze was still alive, what, what would he want for 2019? What would his New Year's resolution be? I'll tell you uh, what, he would probably say something like, I will continue to exercise my mind with brain teasers such as figuring out how to open the stall door latch and figuring out the best way to get over under through the fence to the greener grass on the other side, which is what he always did. He could get out of everything. Oh, I love horses like that. I actually do. <laughs> they're, they're so creative. He was a pet. We loved him. I mean, he, yeah. he would, you know, he, he ran with the deer. He ran with the dogs. <laughs> wow. I just, I just love ponies you know, like that. He yeah. lived a long, long time, but we still miss him. Well, of course, of course. And you probably always yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably always will. will. So, Karen, I have a quick question. Is there something that your family does that's different or special for the holiday that's a tradition that you just do every year? Well, I cook. <laughs> <laughs> they survive it. <laughs> I've got to wear. I love my sons dearly. I have three sons. They are not the most appreciative eaters of their mother's cooking. So over the years, uh -huh. I got to where I didn't cook much, but on on. 
Thanksgiving and Christmas, I cook. And they sit down and they eat it. So I think that's our big tradition. They don't complain as we live through the years. The tradition is they don't you complain cook. the one day a year. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have to eat what mama fixes. One of them did that's... give me a hint. I was so proud of my turkey. I think I make excellent turkey. Really, I do. You know? Well, they kept complaining the turkey was dry, which I like my turkey dry. So finally, one of them brought apples and stuck in the turkey carcass in the, in the, I don't know what you call it. Where the stuffing goes in. Yeah. In the cavity. Yes. In there. Well, come to find out, that did make the meat better. (laughs) Really? Stick an apple up the turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It works really well. Do you cut the apple up, I assume? No, you just stick it. Well, I, nobody ever told me that part. Oh, I, I just thought it would be even moister if you cut it up. <laughs> I never thought of that. Good point. <laughs> you can see how my cooking skills are. But anyway, yeah, that was a very good cooking tip. Just stick an apple up the turkey, and it really makes it much better. Wow. Well, there you well, go. Good. We can end well, on that. Yeah. That's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> and best place to find people, do you have a website they can go to? Okay, uh, KarenRobards.com. And uh, from what I can see, Karen's written about 85 books. Um, or 185. No, no, I've written like 55. <laughs> Were you putting out 55. one or two a year? You're putting out two a year at this rate. Yeah, I do one or two a year. I have done since I was like 24 years old. Okay, I have to ask That's you. That's what this, I do. Before I let you go, I have to ask you the same question I ask all the authors, and Lisa gets sick of me asking it. Um, so what? what's your writing style? Do you do it first thing in the morning? Do you sit around naked? You know, what's your writing style? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't sit around naked. <laughs> oh, there goes that. But I, okay. I, I get up, I feed the cat, and I go to work. And I basically work all day. Yeah, so it, And I've been doing this. It's a job. I've so been yeah, doing this like a job. Yeah. 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 Isn't it funny? Different writers are different, though. Yeah. Well, writers are different. But here's the thing you know, you have to have a consistent output if you want to have a long career. And I've now been published, I think, for 37 years. Wow. And, you know, it's just what you have to do is you you put out the books. And I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't writing a book. I always (laughs) writing a book. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be bored. Well, I can't wait for the next one. I, I just can't. I'm such a big fan. Karen, thank you so well, much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have, have a great well, holiday. It's been a pleasure. You all have good holidays, too. KarenRobards.com. Well, that was a great interview. Thank you for setting that up, Lisa. Appreciate oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She is such an amazing writer. I hope everybody goes out and just gets all of her books. She's She's really tells a good story. She does. She's a lot of fun. That has yeah. the whole auditor room talking about turkeys, about pigs, about... <laughs> <laughs> I love the part about the apple. Up I know. Butt, you know? <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't you know that everybody's going to be doing that? Yep, there's going to be a whole yeah. bunch of turkeys with apples up their butts here pretty yes. soon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's the only person I've ever heard too that said, "I like my turkey dry." Who has ever I said know. that in the history of time? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Karen did. Well, I, I love her southern accent. I mean, she's just got that slow drawl that you hear, you know, in, in that part of the country. I didn't picture her living in half the year in Puerto Rico. It just I know. It I know. It does kind of fit with her, but I guess she loves it. So She does. She does. They've been doing that for quite a while, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. All right. Uh, we have a couple of minutes here before I have to play the voicemail package. Jemmy, uh, we're going to put you on the mic. Jemmy's here as well, our producer, and I'm I'm putting her on for a reason. 
is because I'm scared. She's, she's always asking me <laughs> when we're traveling around doing our Finding Florida podcast. By the way, if you want a really fun travel podcast, FindingFloridaPodcast.com. But, Seriously. Seriously, this is my favorite new podcast. I listen Aww, all the time. Oh, thank you, it. Lisa. Yay. I love it. Thanks, Lisa. And you don't even live in Florida. It doesn't, I know. It doesn't matter, does it, where you live? It doesn't. No. It doesn't. It's just a lot of fun. And we actually drive around and do this stuff and record while we're doing it. And most of it's just Jemmy screaming. And so, while, while Glenn is the one breaking the ribs. Yeah, that's <laughs> Go true. Go figure. <laughs> that's true. All right. So Jemmy's always asking me as we're driving around, who did this song? Who did this song? Who did this song? <laughs> Every song that comes up on the radio, she's asking. Because I know, and I know he doesn't know. Yeah, I have no idea who did songs. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. So I have lyrics, pieces oh, no. of lyrics to holiday songs, and you have to tell me what the song name is. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> so here, all of you can play. All right. The first one is Take a Look. In the five and ten, glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look, look a lot, a lot like, like Christmas. Yes, yeah. yes. There you go. Good job, both of you. <laughs> Keep, catch up, Wendy. Uh, the second that. one. Just watch Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one is slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awfully good Santa girl. baby. <laughs> Hurry yeah. down the chimney tonight. I can't think of the name of the song, though. That's what it's called. It's called Santa Baby. You oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, you I wasn't. She can sing. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she can sing. Yeah. Uh, he's making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or not. Santa Claus <laughs> is coming. Dude, See, I knew she would nail this. Honestly, that's the only way that I can get the answer is by singing it. I can't get the name of the song unless I sing it. Lisa, can you sing? You want to do the next one? No, no, okay. I am not singing. You, you really How about with every Christmas card I write? Oh, 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 gosh, uh, I know this one. It's slow. This uh, might be too old for her. No, 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 it's it? slow. No, no, no. Christmas card. Um, oh, God. It's White a, Christmas! White yes, Christmas! Yay! Yay! <laughs> ding, 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 getting on the board is Wendy. Now, yeah. it's the oldest and most popular Christmas song around, which is why Wendy got it. Uh, so. <laughs> because of the most popular part, not yes, because that's of right. the That's right. That's what I meant. <laughs> Whatever, Glenn. <laughs> so rude. Uh, Glenn, I'm waiting for you to, to like throw out my favorite Christmas song here. Okay. If you ever saw him, you would even say it glows. Aww. reindeer. Yay! <laughs> You're not singing that one for us? We don't concert Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right, there you go. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn, corn for, for popping. Poppin'. That's all I got! <laughs> Wendy, um, look at you. Let it snow. I know it's a competition. I'm Yay. ready to win. <laughs> Dressed up like Eskimos. Oh, oh, uh, ch chestnuts. Chestnuts Just, roasting yes. on an open fire. But that's not what it's called. It's called it's, something else. Uh, that's right. It is called something else. <laughs> is, it, is it called a Christmas song? Yes. yes. Lisa, the Christmas song. <laughs> You're absolutely I got right. one. <laughs> Jennifer's in the back going, the Christmas song, the Christmas song. <laughs> okay. God, if you... Get your buzzers ready. Jingle bells, jingle bells. No, well, not, not, not that, but oh. get your buzzers ready because you're all going to get it. She had hoof prints on her forehead. Oh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> yes. Okay, Jemmy. That's my favorite Christmas carol. We're waiting, Jemmy. What? 
He's not singing grandma for us? <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer <laughs> coming home from my house Christmas Eve. I'm glad I love the accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is it. Now you can go, Jemmy, and do your full rendition. Bells on Bobtail Ring. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> now that I, all of a sudden with the pressure, my mind went completely blank. <laughs> Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a slaying song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bell. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little punchy too. What hour is this? No like nine. <laughs> very good. Very good. You guys did great. You got them all. Got them all. Yay, I'm, yay. I'm so Jimmy afraid. got them all. Jimmy got <laughs> <laughs> Wendy chiped in with a couple there. Yeah, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. Wendy brought it. And she's been drinking, so I, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look better now. That's why. Let's listen to some truly talented people. Okay. <laughs> you have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel from Stateline Tech. If my horse could talk, his New Year's resolution for 2019 would be to always stop when I say, whoa, even when there's something interesting up ahead. Happy holidays from all of us at Stateline Tech. Hey there, it's Sarah Gross from California. If my 20-year-old semi-retired event horse could have a New Year's resolution, he would say, I will not run off with a horse husband even if he unintentionally asks me to canter. Hey, everybody. This is Rosie Jaquay, formerly known as Rosie Morello. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy, happy Thanksgiving um, and a Merry Christmas and all well wishes of any kind to you and your family. And I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Hi, this is Casey Berger. I am an HR and auditor, and this is my radiothon submission. Belgians and Mustangs and Icelandic horses, Chestnuts and Pintos and Monty Roberts courses, Blue Rones and Shetlands all tacked up to ride. Please don't forget to mount from the left side. Blankets and heaters and helmets with liners, Ponies in harness and wearing their blinders, Saddles and bridles all decked out with glow. Won't it be fun to go ride in the snow? Tall boots and warm socks and hot cocoa after. A nice warm drink to help hide my laughter. With Glinda and Jamie and Jimmy, of course. Welcome to the radio network for the horse. If your horse kicks, if your back hurts, if you get bucked off. Turn up HRN Radiothon, and then it won't feel so bad. This is Sam Dorney from the Christmas City, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and my horses have a few New Year's resolutions for 2019. Meatlug the Morgan is going to stop eating cat food. <laughs> Pixie doesn't want to be in a veterinary journal for her crazy injuries next year. And Rusty is going to try to be really, really good so that Santa and Mommy bring him extra treats. Happy holidays, horse world. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? My little horse, she is missing. 
She flipped me around and now she is gone. She's walking in a winter wonderland without me. Walking in a winter wonderland. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jamie. Hey, everybody. I want to say Merry Christmas. Hi, everyone. This is Natalie. My human, Heidi Webb, does not like when I do yoga to get grass because sometimes my knee gets swollen, but I don't care. The grass is super yummy. So this year, I resolved to improve my yoga and add more poses so I can get even more grass on the other side of the fence. Hey, guys. This is Side Saddle Sam from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm sharing the New Year's resolution for my pony mare, Pixie Dust. My 2019 New Year's resolution is to try and be more cooperative and tolerant of the white sandbox. The fancy prance is so boring, but my friend Jitterbug says it's essential to the training of your human. I'd still rather gotta go so fast and jump all the things, but the human insists, white sandbox first. Sigh. I'm gonna go poop in my water bucket for revenge. Thank you guys. Merry Christmas. This voicemail hour was brought to you by Stateline Tack. This year, you'll find the best holiday deals online at Stateline Tack. From saddles and tack to apparel and footwear, Stateline has exclusive offers you won't find anywhere else. Visit statelinetack.com savings to find your best deals today. And to make sure you check back often, deals change every day. Stateline Tack is your one-stop holiday shop. Statelinetack.com. Okay, we are back, and we have a caller here. His name is Ron. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Hey, how are you doing today? We're great. Hi there. So, Ron, do you have a horse? First-time caller. Oh, really? Well, great. That We love that. Where are you from? What part of the country? Char- Charlotte, North Carolina, not far from Tryon. Might have, oh, cool. Half my family lives in Charlotte. I know it well. I love downtown Charlotte. It's a great place. And Ron, do you have a horse? Yes, I have a few horses. And I have a 30-year-old horse that I've been riding since 1999. His name is Tango. Oh, okay. Aww, wow, cute. that's great. And it, does Tango have a resolution? Yes, he does. <laughs> Tango, uh, we've been doing New Year's rides. This will be our 19th year in a row, nonstop. I got him in May of 99, and his resolution, well, we retired him at the American Heart Association Beach Ride this year. <laughs> it was kind of sad, but, you know, when you ride the same horse for 20 years, you know, but his resolution is going to be not to bite other horses on the butts when we're out riding. <laughs> Do you have to put the red, did you have to put the red ribbon in your horse's tail? Well, he's not a kicker, but he'll go up to the horse in front of him, but he won't bite him hard. Let's say, for example, we're riding on a trail, and the horse in front of us is slow. I'll just, I'll just give him a little nudge and say, bite that horse. he just bite it real lightly on the <laughs> butt to make the other horse go faster. <laughs> I think there's some encouragement there, to be That's honest. That's good training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron, Merry Christmas. And, and, you know, I wish I had a pony that lived to 45, so I hope yours lives to 45. Well, you know, it, I let's put it this way. I decided to retire him at the beach ride this year simply because, you know, he is in his lower 30s. And I, his other re- resolution would be stand in the pasture, eat his triple crown feed in the morning, have his alfalfa cubes in the afternoon, lay out in the bright sunshine, get his dinner, 
and have me cater to them all day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Merry Christmas, Ron. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you for your time. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. We have another guest. Let's get to it. We do. We do. So Kelly Oliver is a really cool person, and um, she grew up in the Northwest in Montana and Idaho and Washington states. And get this, she went from eating a steady diet of wild game shot by her family to becoming a vegetarian. And she studied philosophy. She's pondering animal minds, and she's now a distinguished professor of philosophy at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. And um, she has this new, really cool Jessica James series, and you have got to check out her covers. They are pretty amazing. Uh, erotic and evocative. Oh, very much so. And I will say this. So after after we did this interview, because it was taped a couple of days ago, she, she texted me back and she said, oh, I had the most horrible, horrible migraine. But she said, I really wanted to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell. So it's fine. No, yeah, Here we go. Here's Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you know, I... Kelly and I got to be friends at the Southern Festival of Books a month or so ago, and um, I'm just such in awe of her writing style and her characters. So your uh, main character, Jessica James, is a cowgirl philosopher, and you write mysteries. How did all of that come about? Well, the cowgirl philosopher is related, I guess, to my own biography. I grew up in the Northwest, mostly Montana and Idaho, and then I went to graduate school and got a PhD in philosophy and was very much a fish out of water in Chicago. So, in fact, my first mystery novel was a form of therapy, I guess, for the (laughs) experience of going through graduate school. Although, as I say, I did not really kill my dissertation director. That's just fiction. Oh, well, good. That out there. Good. Um, but the cowgirl philosophy also had, I, I'm a philosophy professor at Vanderbilt, and we had a big push a few years ago for a Vanderbilt brand. Uh, I guess everyone has to have a brand, so... Yeah, I jokingly suggested cowgirl philosophy brand be the brand for the women in the department. Started writing fiction. I went with the the cowgirl cowgirl philosopher. So I thought that was also would be a nice kind of crystallization of the fact that Jessica James, my protagonist, is from Montana and was a former barrel racing champion and now is in this very different world. And so a lot of her reflections as she gets into trouble and gets out of trouble and solves mysteries and uh, gets involved in, with crimes is on her the, the way that her experiences growing up in Montana with cowboys uh, is the same or yep. different yep. from the experience with uh, the male-dominated world of academics. I like that she's very much a feminist and she's very much kind of a, a kick-ass uh, young woman. And um, she's, you know, part John Wayne, part V.I. Yeah. Warshawski, you know, Sarah Paretsky's um, protagonist. And um, you really straddle mystery and humor and romance really well with this character. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I try to. The humor is really important for me. 
I love humor, and it helps to deal with some difficult issues. And yeah, and you I know, wanted, yeah. Oh, 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 I was just going to say, you know, you, the titles of your books, so like Wolf and Coyote and Jackal and Fox, I mean, they sound just really, really dark, but but the books are funny. They're laugh out loud funny. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, the I, they do take up some dark topics like they human do. trafficking and and campus rape and some the secret world of in vitro fertilization and genetic engineering and things like that. White and uh, fluffy and stuff. Kidnapping. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she could but, make that funny. <laughs> right. But uh, try to do it in a humorous way with some quirky characters and some madcap adventures along the way. When you write, you're, you're a professor at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. Um, when do you find time to write? <laughs> I know. I I live to write, I guess. So I have written nonfiction for over 20 years uh, related to my work as a professor. So I'm used to writing a lot. And I I love to write. And it, it really does keep me sane. So discovering fiction was a lot more fun, really, than my scholarly yeah. work. Don't yeah, and I love Vanderbilt. I, the secret. Oh, we won't. We won't tell Vanderbilt. We won't let Vanderbilt listen. So how how would Jessica, your your character, how would she spend the holidays? Well, she would either spend the holidays with her philosophy buddies, drinking whiskey and playing poker, because she's a very good Texas Hold'em player, even though she begrudgingly plays because her mom is a bit of a compulsive gambler so she tries to avoid the poker thing uh either that or she could end up back in montana with her family and her quirky and funny mom who lives in a double wide trailer in alpine vista trailer park outside of whitefish montana and celebrate the holidays there probably with a lot of cheese whiz and uh, maybe some <laughs> some cheesy casseroles. <laughs> I used to show Appaloosa horses and I was based in the Pacific Northwest. I was based in Western Washington State and I'd drive through Montana probably once a year and I broke down in Whitefish, Montana one time. Oh, <laughs> this is oh. a long time ago. There was not a whole lot there. Not a whole lot there, but it is gorgeous. Beautiful, it's beautiful. country. It's yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Park. Yeah. yeah. In fact, my second second novel takes place there in Whitefish and then Outside of uh, Glacier Park, Coyote. That's yeah. the novel with the most horses in it, if the horse people are interested. Yeah, well, they, they all, you know, I think um, <laughs> I think once you're a horse person, whether you're a real person or you're a fictional character, you're always a horse person. <laughs> and, and I think in reading the books, you know, her horse background and, and her, her farm and ranch background really kind of come through in just how she approaches things. You know, I, I think it, you can see that she's she thinks things through very clearly, and and uh, she's young. She's what twenty one or twenty two, right? Uh, right. But she's very. Yeah, I think of her solid as, as get, yeah, getting her grit and determination from her life in Montana on the ranch, yeah. and just her no nonsense, let's just get it done attitude. Right. Which it kind of jars with the whole academic elite kind of Ivy League school where she's at, but she 
she brings that cowgirl grit to all of the, the mysteries and her philosophy experience too. And her her childhood very much was formed in relationship to her horses and trip pack trips that she would take with her dad in Montana. Yeah. So now that's an important part of the character. Yeah. Now did you have horses growing up? No, we didn't have horses growing up. My my brother has a horse ranch now out in Idaho. So yeah. I do get to spend time with horses and mules. He has horses and mules. Uh, oh, I love mules. Has become a real a real cowboy. Uh, even though yeah, we we didn't grow up with horses, but once he once he discovered horses, he totally fell in love. So he and my sister-in-law have a nice ranch out there. That's awesome. I always think if you're really going to go on like a, a really steep trail ride, you want to ride a mule. If you're going to go down the Grand Canyon, you want to be on a mule. Or if you want to go up in the mountains, you need to be on a mule. I think they're, yeah, they're more I, sure-footed. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, when I go riding with them, I always take the mule yeah. because I'm not so sure myself. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, the the mule just kind of plot. It's totally unflappable, you know. The horses right. can little freak out. A, a bush, hey, there's a piece of trash that wasn't there. Or a limb blew over. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> so the the mule's just like, oh, chill out, dude. Yeah. 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 Now, how yeah, how are you spending? Good. How are you spending the holidays? I am spending well, spending the holidays here with my cats. And my husband, and then we are going to go out to Glacier Park, actually, to meet my brother and sister-in-law. We're going to do some cross-country skiing out in Glacier Park, which is what I do every winter uh, right after the new year. Go out there, and it's fantastic because nobody's there. You know, in the summer, it's packed, but in the winter, we can be the only people on some road out there cross-country skiing. I think people who have never done cross-country skiing don't realize how much strength it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. Strength <laughs> and endurance. I have a lot of strength, but yeah, it's good exercise. Yeah, sure. it sure is. It sure is. So um, when um, when the new year rolls around, when 2019 rolls around, um, you have you have a cat, correct? I have two cats, Mischief okay. and Mayhem. In fact, the horses in Coyote are named after Mischief and Mayhem, my cat. So. Oh, I love they're, that. They're, I horse, they're horse surrogates, and the novel's <laughs> name is Mischief and Mayhem. But I have actually two Persian cats, one Mischief and one Mayhem. See, I love, I love getting the In fact, they're here in the room with me right now. Wow. Wow. So what, what do they want for 2019? What's their New Year's resolution? <laughs> their New Year's resolution? <laughs> uh, I'll have to ask them. Hey, Mischief, what's your New Year's resolution? Hmm. I think he says that he'll quit killing just for fun. Oh. He's going to quit killing just for fun in 2019. So what does he kill? (laughs) Anything. Anything that moves. Wow. Wow. That's going to make for a boring life, though, for a cat, right? I mean, they live for that. Yeah. 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 And, And I don't know what he means just for fun. I mean, maybe he's... Those are the ones who bring it home, and let me guess, he brings it home, deposits it on on your doorstep or right inside the door, and leaves it there. 
and never eats it, just <laughs> brings it home to show you that I can still kill things. But that's a gift. That <laughs> means that, that the cat loves you. Yeah, I yes. think that's what it means. Uh, yeah, well, that's or it right. means that the cat just wants you to step in it in the morning before the lights come on. It's one of the yes. two. <laughs> yeah. that, well, that too, yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah, hey, I, had well, a, I had a cat that would always put his toy mice in my shoes. And one day there was a real mouse. Ah. <laughs> ah, yes. I was like, oh, he, how cute. No. Oh, no. no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd throw the no. shoes away. I wouldn't even just. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I think they were tennis shoes, and I think I threw those threw away. Threw away. Yep, I wouldn't keep them either. There a while. <laughs> We have a barn cat at Colby's Army who um, will kill a mouse or a mole or whatever he kills, and then he deposits it right outside the bathroom door. So you go in the door, and the coast is clear, and you go out. And and nobody ever looks down. No. (laughs) And this is Happy Holiday Talk here on Author Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee. Well, Kelly. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I want a cat who who leaves it somewhere else. That would be my <laughs> Well, the website is uh, kellyoliverbooks.com. Uh, is that the best place for people to go? Yep, that's a great place to go. Uh, and you can see pictures of these crazy cats on that very website. <laughs> I was saying to Lisa, by the way, before we started, that you have the most provocative col- covers. If it was a male author, they could not get away with those covers. Uh-huh. Yeah, your covers are awesome. Your they're covers they're awesome. Are they catch your attention. That's what covers are supposed to do, and they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're really yeah, awesome. I've, I've gone through a few iterations of the covers, so they keep evolving. For me, it's an, it's an evolution. These yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's true of most authors. Yeah, trying to get yeah. the right ones. Yeah, the right yeah. Jessica James image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, she. I know exactly what she looks like just by looking at the covers. So, and it's, it's just cool. So, thank you so much, Kelly. I hope you have a really, really happy holiday and uh, happy writing in 2019. Well, thank you very much, Lisa. I just thought for the cowboy people that this last weekend, Coyote actually made it to number one in contemporary westerns on Amazon. <gasps> Yay! So that Congratulations. Was very Wow. That is yeah. very exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah, that's Congratulations. My present. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you, well, Kelly. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for putting those together, Lisa. Appreciate oh, that. Absolutely. We need to give away some prizes really quickly because we yep. have a lot of prizes and not a lot of time. So, um, <laughs> why don't we, Wendy, why don't we talk about the first prize? Um, the Benefab? Uh, nope. Uh, okay. Wait, it's the, uh, Fergus. Okay, so f- our first prize is, uh, Fergus and the Night Before Christmas by Jean Abernathy. That's correct, and this is a really great book. It's her new book, and everybody knows Fergus, right? Yes, You all know everybody. Fergus the Horse, the cartoon character that we all love, and she put out, she put out a new book this year, and it's The Night Before Christmas Fergus Style, and it's so cute because the sleigh is pulled by horses instead of reindeer like it should be. <laughs> so it's pulled by flying horses, and, uh, it's so cute. It's 
It's a great book, and you need it for every kid in your life. I noticed a bunch of listeners after we had her on the other day have bought the book. So definitely, or every every adult in your life. Yes, I yes. You know, I get sent every book that's published about horses. The publishers send to us, and I give most of them away. I I have every Fergus book that I've ever gotten in (laughs) ten years. It's never gone anywhere. They're on my shelf. Nope. So that we're giving away right now to uh, between what and what, Wendy. Between one and two hundred eighty-five. Oh wow! I get to pick. Yep. How about twenty-three? Twenty-three. Congratulations goes to Brianna Nordseth. Nordseth. Brianna, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Brianna, congratulations! congratulations. You're going to love this book for sure. Absolutely. And then uh, next up. Okay, next up is uh, the Benefab Products Therapeutic All-Purpose Pad worth $99. Benefab by Soar No More is a research-backed company that offers innovative wearable products that help increase mobility and lessen pain for your horse. With products from leg wraps to blankets and more, they have the product that can help address aches and pains in almost every part of the equine body. The Benefab Saddle Pad fabric is made up of ceramic nanoparticles, which emit Far infrared rays, keeping back muscles supple and relaxed. The saddle pad helps harmonize bodily functions safely and naturally, stimulating recovery time, promoting blood circulation, increasing oxygen flow, and ultimately reducing pain and stiffness. Visit BenefabProducts.com. All right. Cool. So this, this product is worth $99? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we have to go with number 99. Oh. Oh, that's a good way to pick. Okay, 99. Congratulations goes to Janelle Rhodes. Hey, Janelle. Congratulations to you. Yay. That's great. Uh, And you know what? I'm going to need one of those pads that emit far infrared rays pretty soon because (laughs) I've started drinking. And we've all started drinking here (laughs) at the Horse Radio Network. So uh, bring it on. Uh, uh, Next, Lisa, you can describe the next one. Sure. The next one is the the first four Cat Enright mysteries. Um, I will sign them to whoever wants uh, them signed to whomever. I'll get them in the mail, and uh, they'll be they'll be really great. I think it's uh, they're fourteen ninety five a piece, so it's maybe what about a sixty dollar value. Great, terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you want me to pick this, seeing it's your books? Yeah. Okay, I pick number my favorite number four. Oh. Four. Okay, it's Abby Fultz. Abby! Yay, Yay, Abby! Abby is, by the way, she is playing the drinking game right now in the room. And Abby, uh, State Line Tech. Okay. Oh, cool. (laughs) And so my dog's name is Abby, and we're all going, yay, Abby. And she's like spinning around in circles. She's a Jack Russell (laughs) chihuahua. She's here like going nuts. (laughs) Abby, you owe us another drink because her dog's name is Abby. That that qualifies. (laughs) All right, and next up. Oh, What's next, Wendy? Oh, next up, we have the fifty dollars gift certificate from Stateline Tech. Stateline Tech, yay! Stateline Tech. This year, you'll find some terrific holiday deals online at Stateline Tech. From saddles and tack to apparel and footwear, Stateline has exclusive offers you won't find anywhere else. Visit statelinetack.com slash savings to find your best deals today and make sure you check back often. Deals change every day. Stateline Tack is your one-stop holiday shop. All right. And- cool. Well, I should go with number 50, but I'm not going to go with that number. I'm going to go with 200. Hmm. 200. Mixing it up. Yep. 
Okay, 200. Congratulations go to, goes to Melissa Jenks. Melissa Jenks. Congratulations, oh, Melissa. Well done. And thank Very you cool. so much again, Lisa, for joining us for the fourth year on Absolutely. the Holiday Radiothon. It's always a pleasure to work with you. As always, you always bring us the most interesting guests. We've talked oh, about pigs. We've talked about stuffing <laughs> turkeys' butts with apples. And we heard Jemmy's concert. It was perfect. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> Jemmy's getting a lot awesome. of good compliments. Compliments too on Facebook. It's like, that girl can sing. So. Yeah, she can yes. sing. Yes. <laughs> Jemmy, you want to take us out with song? All right. Here we go. Uh, deck the halls with gasoline. Follow oh, wait. Is that not in this Christmas spirit? I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that is the city girl coming out right there. See y'all next hour. Hey, guys, next hour. You can sing in the background. That's okay. Next hour, we have something very special. First time ever, Heels Down Happy Hour. The Wild Gang from there are coming back. This is great, Jimmy. Uh, They're coming back for the first time. They're coming back. They're coming here for the first time with their craziness. All the train comes off the track in the next hour. (laughs) Bye, Jimmy. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Thank you. You have to stay.